Hey, 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 everybody. How you doing here? This side, Yash and uh, our special guest, Charlie, here. We are going to talk about how to get predictable, uh, predictable Facebook ad results and how to get predictable results with Facebook ads, even if you got slapped with the new iOS update. Thank you so much, Charlie, for uh, coming on this call. For those of you who don't know Charlie, uh, he actually uh, uh, came in our uh, sessions previously as well, and he dropped some golden nuggets. People really liked it, but it was a while. Uh, I think we did it. I think last year, Charlie. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We were doing it last summer, and it was it was great. We had a lot of these like dozens and dozens of people live Q and A was going on for hours. It was fantastic. Exactly, it was fantastic, and I got a lot of requests from people like, "Hey, we got to do it again." So we are here again. So for those if you don't know Charlie, Charlie is one of the top top hundred advertisers on uh, Facebook in the world or in US. Technically, it's in the United States, but I haven't met 99 better people than me in the whole world. So we'll, awesome, we'll say awesome. United States because that's that I could back up. Perfect. The top 100 advertisers in the United States. And he spent over more than quarter billion dollars on Facebook ads and seven figure daily budgets on Facebook ads. And he's worked with clients like uh, New Balance, CBS Television, Pizza Hut, Candy Crush and all the big name brands that you have heard of that you've seen a Facebook ad Maybe you clicked on that ad. Maybe you bought it. Uh, maybe you bought from the ad. Thank Those you. ads might be might be like from Charlie, you know. Um, and uh, he got access to some of the really cool tools that we have right now, like CBO, like lead ads, like like Charlie got the access to Facebook ad when there was not even a pixel. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. When I started in Facebook ads, it was a PPC platform. It was basically a bad version of Google. We didn't even have a conversion objective. It was just traffic or engagement. That was it. And you had to you had to edit your ads in Excel and then post them and hope that like you got everything right. Awesome, perfect. So that that's why I'm so excited to have you here. And let's just figure out Q4 is hitting. Everybody got the big goals to hit the Q4, but Facebook ads is not working. But Facebook ads are making them stressed out because it's not working. Let's figure out how they can fix it. And how this can be the final solution and the final live video or anything that they have to watch to fix their ads. All right. Are you with I'm, me? I'm ready. Let's go. Let me grab my coffee. Awesome. Let's Perfect. So let's start with, uh, let's just debunk this, um, uh, as you say, like guru nonsense around iOS 14. So what is it actually, right? Like as a um, fundamentally basic stuff, like you know, as a, if I were to have to explain this to my grandpa, what would you say to him? Like, you know, why he, he's not getting any sales? Sure. So the biggest change that basically happened is Facebook is no longer legally or capable necessarily of tracking all these stuff that we got used to them doing. Okay. Things got really, really easy. Things got really, really simple. And what happened is we took away some of the, they took away the training wheels. Now, if you're trying to cheat the system or put in hacks or things, yeah. Facebook is going to penalize you because basically they have a business model. They want people to have a good experience on Facebook and Instagram. And if your content isn't something that people want to see, then they're going to charge you more money because you're ultimately a liability to their business. It's okay. like any relationship. Your partner has said what they want from you. It's your decision on whether or not to give it to them. People that don't do it are suffering. The people that do, a lot of my clients and students, this is their best year ever. Last year was their best year ever before that. And the year before that was the best year ever before that. Like things are going well for a lot of people. Okay. That makes sense. So now for those of who are, uh, those of you like people like, you know, 
just starting out let's say let's we we will like you know divide this into like two categories right number one people who are just starting out they recently discovered about facebook ads because they you know due to the circumstances uh, circumstances around them and all that right so for those of people who are just starting out what they would uh, what they need to focus on and for those of people who actually run in facebook ads for the last year last year was really amazing for them they got like really great results but recently they are struggling and they're um, you know and um just because they're not getting results it's stressing them out and you know they can't uh if, if things continue like that they're unsure that how they're going to feed their family and how they're going to operate their businesses right so we'll talk about those uh, those categories as well so number one if i'm starting facebook ads right now what is the one thing or like you know a set of thing that i would have to focus to get results instantly i think the most important thing is oh two things most important two things number one is setting an expectation for what success looks like i think a lot of people say i'm going to spend money and if i don't make money in a week i'm done the yeah. real thing is is it's not about instant results you can get instant results but the bigger thing is every week gets better and better you want to be continually improving what you're doing maybe this week you lost you know 20 cents on the dollar next week you lost 15 cents on the dollar Three weeks from now, you broke even. In six months from now, you might be doubling your money. Don't give up on doubling or tripling your money in six months or a year because this week, you didn't make anything at the end of the day. No business makes money on day one. Like if you were to go into a bank and ask for a business loan for your business and you're like, hey, great, give me 50 grand. I'm going to make be profitable in eight days. They're going to laugh at you. Facebook ads is no different. The other thing that's really important is Pick the one thing that you want Facebook ads to do for you. Unless you have a budget in the thousands of dollars, you probably don't have the need or the capability of promoting more than one thing. Do one thing really well. Most super huge brands, even the big ones that I worked with, have one or two things that are that got them to where they are. Like whether it's the right sneaker or the right you know food item yeah. or whatever it is, pick a flagship product. And it might not even be your favorite. It's the one that you can sell for the most amount of profit, okay. the most amount of spend. That's what's most important. Okay, that makes sense. That means if I'm starting out, I have to focus on the the numbers of how. Like, uh, can you repeat it again? Because you know, I'm just like making yeah. a note. So we're just starting yeah. out. First thing is, don't look at Facebook as I'm going to make money this week. Think of okay. it as I'm investing in my future success long-term. Okay. It's going to take some time. Your Makes success sense. is is next month better than this month? Is the month after that better? Like I had a student that I was talking to earlier this week and he had he was very emotional because he had a really bad few days. Like he lost money on Facebook for a few days. But then we looked mm-hmm. at the number. He made five times as much money in profit this month as he did last month. Like made a couple thousand dollars this month. He made a couple hundred dollars last month. Next month, he's probably going to 2X that. So we had a few bad days. And you know what? It doesn't matter. Have contact. And then the other side of it is don't try to do 10 things. If you try to do 10 things, you're going to do nine of them really poorly. And if you had only focused on your best one, you would have probably done a lot better a lot sooner. So keep it simple. Okay. Yep, that makes sense. And I think uh, the most important thing I agree with you because 
when we don't try to focus on one thing, we tend to get overwhelmed and that tend to lead to um, we quitting and we focusing on another thing. And then the cycle, it's like, like a hamster wheel right now. It's a vicious cycle, right? right. Yeah. We, we, we don't focus on one thing. We get overwhelmed. We quit. We do it again. Right? So that, that makes sense. Focusing on number one thing that we would we want to achieve with Facebook ads. Now, another thing what I want to ask you is for those people who are with, on a sh- like, you know, very limited budget. We will call it like a shoestring budget, right? Sure. And uh, they aren't able to generate results, right? Like they are struggling. They can't like... Like they can't see that result what they expected and they are like nervous and they're worried about like, you know, because they have to be, let's, let's, let's take an example of an agency owner, right? So they got a client, local business, but they, they just can't get the result, right? Like just, and it's because of iOS 14 or something like that. And how they can fix it, some quick, some quick tips to fix it. Or like, you know, some, some key things that they're actually missing on based on what you've seen over like, you know, thousands of students. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that people do, especially on smaller budgets, one of the biggest mistakes is they're asking Facebook to do the wrong thing. For instance, okay. if you can spend 50 bucks a day and your average cost per sale is like 35 dollars $40, you might get a sale every day, but you're never going to get Facebook enough data to deliver you consistent results. I would say, is it important for you to have Facebook be the salesperson or do you want to get a lot of really good attention and traffic to your site so that your website can be the salesperson? Instead Makes of trying sense. to sell one thing a day, what if you got 50 to 100 people to your website? That would might fundamentally change your success. And then you can let Google ads or email or other ways of converting that customer be successful. If you have a good business already, then getting more people to come into your website is only going to make you more money. Yeah, don't rely on Facebook to do all of that work for you because odds are it's not going to be able to. You're going to run out of money and you're never going to be able to use the machine in the way it was designed to be used. So focus. If you don't have enough money to get a conversion campaign out of learning, try to get a traffic or a brand awareness campaign to a point where you're getting the highest quality traffic at the highest volume around a few ads. So all of your customers look and feel the same. And then you just work on your landing page and your email and your upsells and all of that until you're making so much money doing that. You can afford to go back to Facebook and do the conversion campaigns. Just don't put the cards on and all that stuff. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Now, sometimes, you know, like people get stuck with the ad account bans, right? It's, it's pretty common in the, like I call it like Facebook ads, la la land, right? <laughs> like, you know, it's pretty common, uh, 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 like, the ad account man we are getting some questions as well we'll cover those as well you know but uh how what is the best possible way to avoid ban hammers from facebook yeah i think there's three big reasons that accounts are getting banned and just because i've seen it happen a million times number one is not abiding by facebook's terms and services and that's a big big issue now you might not be selling something your ad might be compliant but if there's something on your site that isn't you're going to get in trouble. Facebook looks to anywhere somebody can get on your website within three clicks. They can get to pretty much any page on your website if it's well-designed within three clicks. Like, oh, I saw this thing. Cool. I'm going to go home. I'm going to hit blog. I'm going to hit this thing. And then boom, now I'm on some web page selling something or talking about some word that I'm not allowed to actually use. You're going to get in trouble. Number two is if your ads are constantly having bad reviews. So if you're giving people a bad experience on the platform, then you're going to get in more and more trouble. And eventually 
So if you're saying I've got ads that are mediocre, I'm not selling them. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a million audiences and I'm going to try some bidding models. I'm going to try to force them in front of people. Facebook's basically saying you're a liability to our success. And instead of doing a better job and treating us as a partner with integrity, you're now just trying to force a bad experience on a bunch of people. We're not going to let you play anymore. And then the last thing has to do more with customer experience. If you aren't able to deliver the product as described, or if there's a big issue in delivery, or if the product doesn't look good and things like that, Facebook is seeing customer feedback. And again, if you are a liability to their success because your ad is something that people think is a scam or something that is going to take advantage of them, then you aren't going to get banned from the platform. And that's a really important thing to remember. It's about the quality of your partnership. Those are the three biggest things that people get in trouble with all the time. I would say that's 90% of account bans. Okay, that makes sense. Then uh, my question is, um, I see you're talking about a lot about estimated action rate. So, so uh, I see you're also like changing the definition about estimated action rate. So for those of you who don't know, what is an estimated action rate, which is like, you know, how Facebook defines to charge you, right? So uh, is there any, like, I see the Facebook page score in that definition. Is, is that like, is that a new thing that Facebook uh, 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 like introduced? Uh, what the, so the definition of estimated action rate, you're saying? Yep, yep. Yeah, so the thing is, it's been an internal term that Facebook has used for um, a long time. Uh, they've been public about it occasionally, but the issue is they haven't really well defined it to the public. So I'm trying to tell people what the internal definition of this stuff is. And the honest truth is the product team considers it one thing. The measurement team considers it something else. The engineering team calls it something else. But there is similarities around all of them. And that similarity is in the branded estimated action rate to be a good business partner to Facebook. And those are the types of things that I really try to teach people. Okay, okay. So is that the page score thing is a new thing that you like they introduced? No, so the page score has been around for a long time. It was called page score or user score or advertiser score. Uh, again, depending on the product team, the engineering team, or the, the reps. But ultimately, yeah. it's just a matter of, are you a good business partner to us? Yes or no? So it really comes down to your but your what you pay in the auction is, how much are you willing to spend? That's your budget. Estimated action rate. How good is your ad at delivering a positive user experience and how much do our people like to see it? And number three is the paid score, advertiser score, user score. That, that element is how good are you of a business partner to us on the whole? And that really is how Facebook determines what to charge you to do business. If you do good by all of those things, your CPMs might be $10. If I do really bad by all of those things, my CPMs might be 50 for the same ad to the same person in the same audience. Makes sense. So is it best to sell within Facebook shopping rather than to send to your website? Somebody asked you. Yeah, I think it's good. I think there's something valuable there. The issue is, I think that Facebook shopping, while it's really interesting and cool right now, you don't have nearly the after the click value that you do when you send somebody to your store. You're not getting them in retargeting for other channels. You're not getting them potentially into your email, even if they don't buy. You're not able to see the customer flow through your website. So I really think that 
Facebook shopping is magnificent and there's a great place for it, but it's a piece of the puzzle, not the whole thing. I would rely it as maybe 10 to 15% of what I'm relying on, but you know, you're not going to be able to retarget on Google or Pinterest or YouTube or put it, put anything that you're doing. that's not on Facebook, which is what Facebook wants to do. They want to keep you there and that's fine. We want people on Facebook to be happy, but we're using it as a tool for the rest of our business as well. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, okay. So uh, now my question is how, what are the best practices to work for Facebook rather than work against Facebook? Meaning wh what to do, what to say, what not to do to make sure that our ad Facebook likes and Facebook wants to promote our ad. Facebook wants our, Facebook wants our ads, uh, Facebook wants ads like us as opposed to like Facebook pernicious us. Facebook is against us. You know how to not go against Facebook because you know, if we go against the machine, you know what happens, right? We struggle, so. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest ways of, of doing this is using dynamic creative, putting in a few good options and then seeing what Facebook wants to do. I think one of the biggest mistakes is people also, if they use dynamic creative, they load in five headlines, five copy, 10 different creatives. That is um, 250 options. There's no way you're going to have the budget to, for Facebook to really understand what's good and bad. But if you keep it to like 10 or 20 total variations within the system and you run that and you see what works, what doesn't, then the next time you run it, you'll be like, hey, this thing didn't work. I'm not going to do it again. This thing did work. How can I improve upon it? And every test, even if you have losers and winners, all of your losers are telling you either what you can do better or what you should never do again. And your winners are telling you what you should repeat or what you don't need to solve for anymore. But using dynamic creative will help you allow Facebook to put the pieces together in a way that they like. Like you might have really good ideas, but a couple of those combinations and you made all the ads, you're building a bunch of posts were really bad. But if you let Facebook say, hey, look, Facebook, here's the three pictures I have, my two headlines, my two primary texts, put them together any way you want. The odds are you're going to get at least one or two things out of there that Facebook likes a lot better than others, right? So there's a there's a contrast. Some things are going to be really bad, some things are going to be really good. But you're not forcing Facebook to spend on the things that are really bad. So your chances of success are a lot higher. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, so it's, it's just giving Facebook more options to select from so that they, so, um, okay, that makes sense. Just so that they understand what's the good option or the bad option. Okay. And now let's say we got a win an ad, right? Let's say we got like an ad that is like performing really well. What, like a lot of people have this thing. Okay. How do I want, uh, okay. We want to, we got, we are getting like five sales out of it. We want to get 10 sales. What do we do? Do we just take that ad, put it in another campaign, put more budget to it? What should we do? Yeah, I think one of, the, one of the worst things that you can do is duplicate that ad set, duplicate that campaign, spend more money, but in, in more places. And I think that's one of the worst things that people can do, because what you're doing is you're trying to keep you're, you're hiring more salespeople and you're keeping them dumber because Facebook is a machine learning platform. The data is what lets Facebook have a really stable and consistent result. So that's what you shouldn't do. What should you do? What you should do is don't think of this is my best ad. I want to spend as much money as possible on it. If you have a campaign with three or four good ads in it, what you should do is find a way of replacing the worst ad with one that's better. 
If you can consistently replace, if you can improve upon your worst thing, every chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Let's make the weakest link stronger. The entire chain gets better. Instead of having all of the stress put on the one strongest link, it's never going to be able to hold up. If you have a factory where you're making, you got like five or 10 employees, some of them can make 10 things a day, some of them can make two. If you fire everyone that can't make 10, and then you make the two or three that can make 10 and tell them, hey, I want you to make 30, they might be able to, but they're going to do a really bad job at it. And the same thing happens with Facebook. Because remember that equation of budget, estimated action rate, and page score, the amount of money that ad can spend might only be profitable at 50 bucks a day, 500 a day. But if you ask it to spend 200 or 1,000, you're breaking the algorithm. And that's what really hurts is you're putting too much stress on your employees. Don't ask your best employees to do all the work. Make your worst employee better or replace them. That's the biggest thing. Become more efficient and you'll get more results without even having to increase your spend. Okay, that makes sense. By the way, uh, a lot of people really like that fireplace. Yeah, thank you. This is a mound fireplace. Uh, this, this house, we built this area in the back here this little like spot in the back of the house. Um, it, it, you're in your new house, right? Yeah, I'm in the new house. Yeah. Wow. And um, somebody, uh, there was this mansion in the Hollywood Hills that like was that like they were going to tear down. And they're like, we have fancy things we need to get rid of. And we're like, I got, we got a pickup truck and some help. We'll be there with a, with a saw like tomorrow. And it caught, it, it cost us way too little, but it took all day to rip this thing out of a mansion. But we got, we got this. Like, it's great. It's, it's a 1970s, like, Swedish thing. And if I had to pay real price for this thing, I would never have it. But it's amazing. And thank you so much. My wife loves it because it matches her luxury set. Yeah, but I think it's really cool. When it, I think uh, winter winter is coming, so it's going to be really uh, cool to oh, yeah. <laughs> have Which sessions. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome, awesome. That makes sense. All right, so uh, uh, BFCM Black Friday is every Monday coming. Should we uh, should we give fifty percent off uh, to our four products or not run it or do not yeah. do it? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing: is I think running a discount is terrible. Uh, the honest truth is that when you discount your product, it's really bad for three reasons. Number one, you're discounting your value. If somebody says, oh, you don't want to buy from me? What if I lower my price? What they're doing is saying, you didn't think that my price was valuable. Let me tell you that I actually wasn't worth the price that I was charging. So immediately, I already don't care about you. I immediately think less of you. Second thing, if you discount your price and get a whole bunch of customers, that's great. But are you going to be able to fulfill that? This year, we have shipping and, and manufacturing. Shipping apocalypse, yeah. Yeah. I live in Los Angeles. There's a hundred ships out of the edge of Long Beach that are going to stay there for the next month and a half. If you sell somebody next week on a Black Friday sale, how many weeks or months is it going to take for them to get your product? And remember that page score we were talking about? If it takes that long for somebody to get your product, then you might not even be able to advertise on Facebook next year. Oh. The thing is, when you are running Black Friday and Cyber Monday ads, remember, everybody's running ads. So the cost of doing business is more expensive. The inventory price goes up. CPMs are higher. So if the CPMs are higher, if you have to pay more money to show your ad to somebody, 
And you're okay, okay, I'm going to pay more money. But the way I'm going to make this work is I'm going to make less profit on every sale. So you're paying more money to make less money. To have somebody that doesn't value you, that's probably not likely to buy a second time. That ultimately gives you so many orders that your business might tank. You're going to be in a bad way. What you should be doing instead is figuring out how to get more money out of people. Sell greater amounts of things to fewer numbers of individuals. So instead of saying this cup, right? Plant Goods, by the way, brand I'm launching. Uh, check that out, plantgoods.com. Uh, sorry, small hack, but whatever. Uh, if so I you're launching this brand? I, I, I'm launching this brand, yeah. We're launching this brand right now, me and, me and a partner uh, that I do CD oh. with. with. Uh, awesome. I'm part of the team. I'm part of the team. Uh, his name is on the paperwork. I'm a member of the team. Uh, but we're launching it. It's soft launch. The, the legit website goes live very soon. But we got pre-orders going on whatever. Whole other stuff. Anyway, point is, uh, really good product. Um, if I'm selling you this cup for 20 bucks and you don't like it, my solution isn't to say, hey, you know what? Screw it. I'll give it to you for 10. I was overcharging you, ripping you off before. No. The solution is, what if I sell you this cup plus this cup and a bag of stuff for like $60? It's the old, but wait, there's more infomercial technique. You don't want necessarily the knife. The knife might cost $20, but if I give you two knives plus a butcher knife and a block and a little thing to cut fish and another one, a little thing, and then I double that, well, now it's like four or five hundred dollars of the value. I'm gonna sell it to you for three easy payments of $29.95. Now I got you for a hundred dollars. You were gonna say no at 20, but you're scrambling to pay me a hundred. And you know what else? If you like that product, you're far more likely to buy from me again because I didn't tell you that I was already ripping you off on sale number one. This is what the elite companies have always been doing. And the only time where you're like, well, if I go to Best Buy or I go to Walmart or I go to Costco or I go to Amazon, everybody's discounted because they can afford to. Like Sony can afford to discount because they own everything. You can't. You are going to lose the lowest price game because Jeff Bezos already beat you. Amazon is going to beat you at lowest cost. That is a fight you are going to lose. Don't have a fight that you know you're going to lose. Instead, make really valuable relationships with customers over time. And that's going to set you up to be a lot better. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, yeah, I really like our uh, – so so just to sum up, what we recovered is what you have to do when you're just starting out, what you have to fix if you're just struggling with the ads account not working, what you have to make sure that you don't hit – that you don't get that um, – uh, you know, it's the, the worst thing that uh, – in the world when you wake up with a Facebook ad account ban. So how to avoid that as well? What's the best thing to leverage the Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing and um, the holiday season coming up, right? And what's the best way to basically, um, okay, so great value. Thank you so much. Uh, it's worth watching at 2.30 a.m. That's we really like, okay, that's, that's fantastic. So yeah, I think um, uh, as always, my goal is to make things uh, more practical and actionable rather than just going over the uh, questions. So so let's take this. Guys, if you have any questions, do let us know in the comments and we'll just pick those uh, questions and answer your, uh, you know, uh, you know, answer the questions. But if not, I want you to take notes. I want you to watch it again. I want you to watch as many times as you can until you implement it, your account or until you can implement, until you see the results. 
into your bank account. Okay. So that's my goal uh, with this session. So we're going to do this session more. Let me know if you want me to do these sessions more like expert sessions and interviews with the uh, members and, and, and so many things with another time this time, like I was not like, to be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't like, you know, it was all over the place because uh, holiday season is also in our, my, my country, but but what, what we were going to do, we're going to do, we're going to do like every month, we're going to give a cash prizes and we're going to do like a set of cash prizes. And every time somebody uh, answers, we're going to pick every time I go live after this session, right? Not in this session. After this session, we're going to arrange the like um, 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 uh, uh, cash prize thing. Like every time we go live, we're going to pick some members. We're going to go act live cash prizes in front of everybody to, you know, to, you know, to uh it's it's basically really great way to basically you know uh how i would say like to uh for you to get uh more um you know interested and uh more participated and more active actively you know um watching these and also to get back so maybe that those that uh that thing can help you to get started with the facebook ad like now you got like money so it's run and the facebook ads with that so you know so that's uh that's my goal uh with going for any you can like you know a whole bunch of thing and as paul already mentioned you know in a, uh, the previous slide so yeah so charlie what's the last thing you have to say to not fail at facebook in 2021 and beyond yeah um if I had to give somebody 30 seconds or whatever, I, it'll probably be longer than that, but whatever, if I'm going to try. Uh, I think the last thing that I have to say is um, really look into the Power Five from Facebook. It's something we built four years ago in the Disruptor Group, and it, it will tell you the blueprint on how to be successful at the, at the platform. Use dynamic ads. Use CBO. Use what they tell you to do, advanced matching. Understand what it is that you can do. Trust oh. the machine to do the job for you. If the machine isn't doing a good job for you, it's because either A, the tools you've given it aren't good enough, or B, you're misusing it in a way and you just reach out for help on that. And the last thing that I'll tell people is this. Um, iOS 14 is the third like apocalypse that I've seen in Facebook ads. Yeah. And this is amazing for us because what happened the last two times was, and we call this market cap on Facebook, the amount of money that people spent on Facebook when the pixel was invented, which by the way, the Facebook pixel being dropped in conversion campaigns where you no longer use Facebook as a traffic platform was 10 times the problem that iOS 14 was. Because it basically meant every single advertiser had to relearn how to use the platform. What happened afterwards within a year, Ad spend on Facebook went up 179%. Makes in sense. 2018, they introduced the Power 5, CBO, DPA, and uh, Dynamic Creative, Advanced Matching, all of these things. Again, fundamentally shifted how people did it because everybody was relying on hacking the machine and the ABO and interest groups, including me. I was working really, really hard doing a lot of things, not necessarily the best way. It was really disruptive what happened within a year. Facebook ads spend just the United States worldwide way more than this, but just the United States went up 158%. The point is when there's a big shakeup, what Facebook is basically doing is it's preventing people from using the platform incorrectly and giving you tools to make it easier for you. So what the next year looks like is probably a lot of people spending a lot more money and these types of tools are helping people start businesses, quit their jobs, 
go on vacation, provide their family and achieve their dreams easier and easier and easier every year. So I think this is an amazing opportunity for people because I've seen it. And the fun thing happened. This happened in Google between 2000 and 2010, three times. It's happening on Facebook now, the third time since 2012. This is something that happens in every digital marketing industry. It happened to email. So what happened with Google? Three times. So Google... I, I was just uh, I was just born at that time, so gotcha. Yeah, uh, I graduated high school in 2002, so I was around for a little bit of this. Um, Google, back in the early 2000s, had the issue of updating what they were doing, updating their algorithm a lot, updating their system. They introduced smart options and different bidding models, and like you know, integrated uh, YouTube was invented. You know, like there was a time when YouTube wasn't even an option because it didn't exist. You know what I'm saying? And so the way that Google worked fundamentally changed several times during the early two, during the early 2000s. And it basically meant that everybody that refused to adapt died. Everybody that did adapt got more and more successful. And fun thing, the same thing happened to email in the 90s. This is just a thing that happens. And I'll bet you we're going to see something happen on one of these other platforms really soon. There's going to be a huge shakeup in Pinterest or TikTok or Snapchat or something. Because that's just what happens. This is just the way of the world. And when this change occurs, the people that adopt it, the people that move with it, the people that take advantage of this opportunity are ridiculously successful. And the people that fight it always lose. So... It's not even a choice of do you want to do this? It's just a matter of how long do you want to fight a losing battle? And okay. that's kind of the big thing here. So I think it's a great opportunity. And if you don't know how to do it, we can help you. And I just want people to be successful. My biggest motivation, like I tell people all the time, is I want you to have less stress and more success. It's completely easy. I've been there and done all of the things. I feel good at night. I put my head on the pillow and go to sleep with a very nice head because I know I'm helping people change their lives for the better. And that's why I do this. That's fantastic. And thank you so much for um, sharing all the golden nuggets. And thank you so much for uh, coming. I, I think we'll, uh, we will do it. Uh, another one like this one, uh, you know, in coming weeks or, or in, the, uh, in the few weeks. But yeah, thank you so much, Charlie, for coming in. Uh, by the way, where they can find you? Like, are you on TikTok? Are you on Twitter? Yeah, so, are you in- uh, um, so you see here, it's Charlie CT, the disruptor. Uh, you can find me there on TikTok, on link, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. You can also find me, the Facebook disruptor on YouTube. Uh, you can just type in Facebook disruptor into Google and you're going to go to my website. And there's links to all sorts of different things. Um, but I'm pretty much everywhere. Uh, thanks to my great assistant. His name is uh, Jake. He uh, makes sure that everything I have to say goes into several places. And that uh, if I miss a DM or something, he's like, hey, look, somebody needed your help. Like, Jeremy DM'd you an hour ago. Where are you? Like, so um, I have help uh, that helps me make sure that I'm everywhere. But um, on my YouTube, there's hundreds of hours of video. On Twitter, I'm posting dozens of times a day. My Instagram account posts several posts every single day, reels, long-term, long-form videos, interviews, lessons, um, so I'm basically everywhere and, uh, we've on Pinterest. Uh, I, I, if, if there's a spot where I can put content, I'm going to try to be there. 
because there's probably somebody there that needs my help. And so you awesome. can find me just about anywhere possible. And don't be afraid to introduce yourself and say, hey, I saw you with Yash. I'd love to talk with you. And um, hey, we know a couple of people that have been long time Yash followers that have been working with me too lately. Like uh, shout out to Denise and Linda that uh, went through my MBA program. And um, it's just really great to work with a lot of good folks. Awesome. So, yep. So you can uh, guys go to the website, check out all uh, uh, you know, like deep dive videos on, on the YouTube channel, right? CD the Disruptor on Facebook Disruptor YouTube channel. So yeah, thank you so much, Charlie, once again. And thank you so much, guys, for spending your precious time with us till the area. And we really appreciate you guys. We want your success, less stress and more success. Charlie said it. All right. So we're gonna talk to you. We're gonna talk to you soon. I'll talk to you in the next session. Till then, take care of yourself, your family, and your health. Bye bye. Good night, folks. Thanks again.